0: Grace, mercy and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have you ever wondered if it's worth it to be a Christian? Year after year, for the over the past 30 years, membership in our church body, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, has dropped every year. In fact, the number of all Christians has dropped, have dropped in the United States of America. <clears throat> now, certain congregations may increase, but because the number of all Christians are decreasing, that just says that they may be leaving certain congregations for other congregations. We can even look at our own congregations and think, back to a time when things used to be a lot better. There used to be a lot more people. They said that even when University Lutheran started out, there was 300 students that would attend in a week. There seemed to be younger people with younger families in our churches. We look at our current situation and we wonder if another, in another 50 years, will there even be Christians worshiping in our buildings? It's scary and we wonder what can be done. It is scary and we at times would rather just forget about it all. Like the people in our Old Testament lesson at times were tempted to say, it's vain to serve God. What's the profit of our keeping his charge or of walking as in mourning before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the arrogant blessed. Evildoers, they not only prosper. But they put God to the test, and they escape. It does seem like the world around us is okay for not worshiping God. In fact, they seem to have many benefits. They never, ever miss an NFL game on Sundays. They never have to miss community events. Uh, for boring midweek services. By the way, we have Advent services coming up. <laughs> the world around us is in the majority, and they seem to be doing just fine without us. In fact, we think of, when we think of being a Christian in this day and age, we wonder if it's worth it all. If the entire world is going in one direction... What's keeping us from going with them? In our gospel lesson, we see Jesus. and He's going to the cross. At this point, all of his disciples, except one, have turned their backs on the Christian faith, on the words that Jesus declared. Everyone seems to have turned against Jesus and to follow Jesus only meant heartache and disappointment. The one disciple, John, who followed Jesus right to the end, found his future at the foot of the cross. You would think that he had to wonder at this point, was it worth it all? And as Jesus went to the cross, There followed him a great multitude of the the people and of women who were mourning. And they were lamenting for him. They looked at the situation. They looked at the world around them and they couldn't help but feel bad. I think not only for Jesus, but for themselves as well. Is it worth it? They were feeling kind of like we do. When we look at the state of the church today, they felt bad and they could do nothing but cry. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Jesus was telling them, do not just look at the situation and feel bad, But look at yourself and make sure that no matter what happens to me and the rest of the faithful, you stay faithful. We can take this advice. You and I have no control over what happens beyond these walls. We cannot make the world turn to Jesus. We can love the world. We can bring the gospel to the world we can't make them turn to Jesus. We cannot stop people from ridiculing Jesus, from denying him, or for speaking out against the church. Those things are out of our hands. You can't do anything about it. We have no control over the world. But God has given us free will to take control of ourselves. And we want to stay faithful to Jesus, the one who saves us, no matter what happens in this world. The one who loved the entire world so much that he bled and died to save it. And even if all the world turns away, we want to remain faithful to the one who has washed us with water and the word the one who gives us eternal life. As Jesus was being crucified, two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. There were two other people who were dying on the day that Jesus was crucified. Both men share the same fate. And neither man could escape their fate. We are in the exact same boat. Every single, single person in this world is in the same boat. They will die. We will die. Those who mock God and those who don't. It makes no difference whether you are rich or whether you are poor, whether you have had good things happen to you in this life or whether you have had bad things happen to you in this life. We will all submit to the same fate of the entire world. We will die. And as the men were crucified, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Jesus' death affords forgiveness for all mankind. It makes no difference. It's like that one little children's hymn we used to sing. Red and yellow, black and white. They are all precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. And to God, we are all little children, whether we're in our 90s or whether we're in our weeks. Jesus' death affords forgiveness for all, but not all the world receives the forgiveness that Jesus gives. Jesus gives it freely, but the world, most of the world, rejects it. They say, I don't want your forgiveness. There's a popular pop song that I think of often. It says, I don't need your forgiveness. Jesus gives it freely. The world says, I don't need it. I've done nothing wrong. Yet, just like the two men on the crosses beside Jesus, we are all guilty criminals. We have all disobeyed God's word. We have not loved our neighbors as we should. We have not loved God either. We deserve nothing but punishment. The world does not recognize its need for forgiveness. We pray that it would. But it doesn't. Just like the people who crucified Jesus, they say... Well, he saved others. Let him save himself. If he is the Christ, the chosen one, the world mocks Jesus and the things that he continues to teach through his word. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God? since you are under the same condemnation? And we, indeed, justly, for we are receiving the due reward for our deeds. But this man, Jesus, he's done nothing wrong. And then he turned to Jesus and said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Both men were suffering the same fate, but they each looked at Jesus In different ways. The one man wanted wanted from Jesus only what he could get in this world. Take me down from this cross. He would only trust in Jesus if if Jesus could get him out of his current situation. This is how the world looks at him. So many of us only look to Jesus in the hard times to get us out of our biggest problems. And if he doesn't make our current life situation better, we see no point in following him. That is why the number of Christians has decreased as Jesus got closer to the cross. That's why the number of Christians is decreasing as we move closer to the end of the world. On the other hand, we see the other thief on the cross. Like us, he is dying. And he is not looking to Jesus to get him out of his situation that he deserves. He recognizes that. He is trusting Jesus, even though the entire world around him is falling apart even though at times there appears to be no other Christian in sight, even though at this time, as it seems, all hope is dwindling fast. He knows that he deserves death, but he also knows that if he dies with faith in Jesus, Jesus will remember him in his kingdom He remained faithful even though there was absolutely zero earthly benefit. And Jesus told him the same thing he tells any of you, whether you have been baptized or not. Well, if you have not been baptized, he's telling you, I'm for you, receive my gifts. If you have been baptized he says truly I say to you today you will be with me in paradise St Paul once said now I would remind you brothers of the gospel that I preached to you which you received in which you heard and by which you are being saved if you hold fast to the word that I preached you unless you believed in vain And then he says if in this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people to be most pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Even if the world sees us as fools, and many do, we remain faithful. For in Jesus, we have hope beyond this world. All man suffers the same fate, death. But we have a champion who has conquered death, Jesus Christ the Son of the Living God. We come to church on Sunday morning, no matter what the rest of the world is doing. We read our Bibles, no matter what the rest of the world thinks. We are Christians, even when we suffer, because in Jesus, we know that suffering ends in paradise. Now the peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.